you have your Bibles, you can turn to Proverbs 20, verse 27. Proverbs 20, verse 27. Uh, the Bible says there in that verse, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Now, when God made Adam and Eve, you know, they're in the Garden of Eden. You know, their spirits were alive unto God. We could say it this way, their candles were lit. Because the spirit of a, of a human being is the candle of the Lord. Notice in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And you see at that point, the, the, the spirit of, of Adam and Eve, their spirits were alive unto God. They, they, they were hooked up to the life of God. Or we could say their candles were lit. See? Candles were lit. Verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat of it, for in the day you eat thereof you shall surely what? You'll what? Die. That just means that if they eat of it, they're... Spirits will be cut off from the life of God. The, the, the candle will go out. And you know what? That's exactly what happened. When they ate of that tree that they shouldn't have eaten of, their spirits were cut off from the life of God. In the Bible, it's known as spiritual death, separation from God. And their candles went out. Their spirits, spirit of man is candle of the Lord. Their spirits went went dark. Now, you see, it didn't just affect them. It affects all of us because we've all descended from Adam and Eve. And so it's affected every last one of us. And uh, the, the thing of it is, though, is that God is a good God. And he had a plan to deal with this before he ever put Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And he promises, if you read the book of Genesis, you can see right after Adam and Eve sinned and their, and their lights went out, their candles went dark, God promised a Savior. He talked about the seed of the woman. Remember that? That would bruise the, the, the head of the serpent, you know? And he was talking about Jesus. That was talking about the virgin birth right there, see? So, so right after Adam and Eve's spirits were cut off from the life of God, God promises a Savior. See, Jesus was promised all the way back in the Garden of Eden just shortly after uh, Adam and Eve sinned. And actually, the Bible says he's the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. See, God had a plan for this. For the, our spirits being cut off before he ever put man in the Garden of Eden. Now, if you would notice Isaiah 7, verse 14. 
Isaiah speaks of the coming Savior. He says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive, bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Does anybody know what Emmanuel means? God with us. And that's that's who Jesus was. He was God manifest in the flesh. God with us. And then in uh, Isaiah 9 and verse 6, says, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. You see, the child there is the human side of Jesus. The child was born, but the son, that's the the deity, the the God part of Jesus, the son was given. You see, he is 100% God and 100% man. You see, he came to save us. For unto us a child was born... Unto us a son is given. See, see, in, in Bethlehem is when he took on human form. A child was born. But the son, he's always existed. Second member of the Trinity. Can, can you say amen? And you see that the son took on human flesh and became, became Jesus of Nazareth, you know. And the government will be on his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. So you see, the Savior was promised. And uh, why was he promised? Because all of our lights are out. Our spirits are cut off. Adam and Eve's spirit was cut off. God had to come up with some way, and he did that before he ever put man in the Garden of Eden, to get our spirits hooked back up with the life of God. And how is he going to do it? He's going to do it through Jesus, you see. Now, if you go to the book of John, the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 1, verse 1, says, In the beginning was the Word. See, people want to know what was, how was Jesus known before Bethlehem. He was known as the Word. The Word. Or the Son. The Son. The Word. And notice, the Word was with God and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Who created the universe? Who created the, the earth and the sun, the moon, the stars? God did, and Jesus more specifically. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. Notice, and the life was the what? The light of men. Why is that significant? Because our lights went out. When did the lights go out? When Adam and Eve sinned. And they ate of that forbidden fruit. And God had to come up with a plan to get our lights lit. And Jesus is that plan. And like I said, he had that plan before. Aren't you glad he's always ahead of the devil? And and he's ahead of when we goof up. How many has ever goofed up beside me? And God's already got it figured out how he's going to fix our goof ups. Isn't that wonderful? Verse 4 again. In him was life. And the life was the what? The light. Light of men, light of women, boys and girls. You understand. And notice verse 5. And the light shines in the darkness. See, after Adam and Eve sinned, there was spiritual darkness. And the light shined in the darkness. The darkness comprehended it not. Now, notice verse 9. Speaking of Jesus, says, That was the true light, or he was the true light. Which lights every man or every person that comes into the world. Now what does that mean? I, I always like to share this at this point in this, in this message. Is that when we're born into this earth. Little babies, you know little babies. How many of you know they're covered by, the, they're covered by God, aren't they? 
And, and when little babies are born, see, when we, every one of us, when we come into this world, our spirits are alive unto God. That's why if a little baby dies, as sad as it is, but yet their spirits go immediately into the presence of God. Isn't that wonderful? You understand that? But see, all of us, when we're born as little babies, are, 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 because we, we, haven't, we haven't sinned, we haven't done anything wrong, our spirits are alive unto God. But when we reach what I call the age of accountability and we sin, and why do we sin? Because we're descendants of Adam and Eve and we do have that sin nature in us. When we sin, guess what happens? See, when a baby's born, they're born with their candles lit. But when they reach the age of what I call accountability, and that differs with everyone, and they sin, why did, why did, why did we all sin at some point? Because we're descendants of Adam and Eve, and what happens then? The light goes out. You understand that? So why did God send Jesus? He sent Jesus so that our lights can be relit. You understand that? So when a baby reaches the age of accountability, and it happened to all of us, you know, our, 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 our spirits are cut off from the life of God. And that's why he sent Jesus. Now notice verse 14. And the word was made flesh. What does that mean? That means when, 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 when the second member of the Trinity took on human form... And we know that is that happened. What city, what, what town did that happen in? And she just sang about it. Where did that happen? Little town of Bethlehem where Jesus was born, you know. The Word was made flesh. The Word was made flesh. See, the Holy Spirit uh, overshadowed Mary. And, and the moment that, that, that see, see, the angel appeared to her and she received the Word of God, the angel Gabriel came to her, remember, and... And, and, and sent the word of, the word of God was sent through Gabriel and Mary received. Do you know God doesn't push himself off on anybody? Mary was highly favored. The word was sent to her. God sent the word through Gabriel and she, she said, let it be unto me according to your word. And the moment she said that the Holy Spirit overshadowed her and conceived within her was the Holy One, Jesus. At that moment, the word took on flesh, and nine months later, he was born in Bethlehem's, in the stable of Bethlehem. Is that right? The word was made flesh, dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, or his light. The glory or the light as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus came to light our candles. Or we could say it this way, to hook our spirits back up to the life of God. And he did this through his virgin birth, through his sinless life, through his shed blood, through his death, his burial, and resurrection. And when, when he was raised from the dead, through you know his death, burial, and resurrection, when he, when he came out of that tomb, how many of you know... The, the availability for all of us to have our candles lit for us to be hooked back up with the life of God was made possible when Jesus was raised from the dead. Can, can you say amen? It's available to every, every human being. What's available to every human being? Having their candles lit. Having our spirits hooked back up to the life of God. Somebody said, well, Pastor Terry, how come... How come there are so many people that their spirits aren't hooked back up to the life of God. You know that you don't get your spirit hooked up to the life of God just automatically. Did you know that? 
Because God doesn't push himself off on folk. He's a gentleman. The reason that everybody doesn't have their spirits hooked back up with the life of God is found in 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4. Look at that if you would. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4 says, in whom, the, in whom the God of this world... Now, it uses a little g there on God. Who is that talking about? Does anybody know? Satan. Talking about the devil, Satan. See, he, was, he became the God of this world system when Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden. See, Adam was, was, was the God of this world. Remember that? Because God gave him authority, but then... Adam sinned and gave it over over to the devil. And notice here, in whom the God of this world—that's Satan—what has he done? What is he? He has what? He has he's blinded the minds of them which believe not. Have you ever tried to share the good news of Jesus with somebody, and it was just like talking to a brick wall? Well, you see, those folks, their minds are blinded. The devil has blinded them. You understand that? I mean, I've talked to folks about Jesus for years and years and years. Some of them are just like talking to a brick wall. It's just why is that? Because the devil has blinded their minds and they don't and they don't believe. Sad, isn't it? Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine. On them. See, that light's available to everybody, but the devil has blinded people's minds. What I've learned to do, in, 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 you know, we, we talked about sharing Jesus with people, you know, and it's like talking to a brick wall. You know, what, what I learned a long time ago is I used to argue with people, you know, and try to, try to prove to them that Jesus is the Messiah. And, and I stopped arguing with people years ago. What I do is I start praying for them and I start dealing with that spiritual blindness. You start dealing with that in the spirit. You start, you start pulling that spiritual blindness down. You, that's what you deal with. And you, you, you deal with that in the name of the Lord Jesus. And you'll, you'll, you'll have better results in getting people saved. Because until that blindness, that darkness is dealt with, they're going to stay blinded. Do, do you understand that? See? But, but the thing you need to realize is God has called everyone out of darkness into his marvelous light. You can read that. Peter wrote that in one of his letters. He said, God has called us out of darkness into, real out, say, marvelous light. Marvelous. You know, the Bible says God's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. He's called everyone out of darkness into his marvelous light. So then that begs the next question. How does somebody come out of darkness into God's Marvelous light. Well, many scriptures we could go to, but for this message, I think John eight twelve would be the best. Let's turn there. Notice here, Jesus spake again unto them, saying, he said, I am the what? The light of the world. Now watch this. Who's the light of the world? Jesus. He said he is the light of the world. He that, what, follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have, what, the light of life. So how does a person get their spirits hooked back up with the life of God? How, how, does their, how, do, they get, how do they get their candles lit? How, how does that happen? When they simply repent of their sins, repent just means they have a change of heart, change of mind, and they turn from their life of sin and 
accept Jesus as their personal Savior and begin to follow Him. And in an instant of time, when someone, the Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The instant somebody calls on the name of the Lord Jesus, the Bible says, if we'll believe in our heart that God's raised Jesus from the dead and confess Him with our mouth. And just, watch this, just as quick as it took me to do that, that's how quick somebody can get born again. There's a, there's a scripture, we won't turn to it, but the Bible says righteousness has come upon all men. In other words, the Holy Ghost is, see, Jesus made righteousness available to everybody. When I say men, I mean men, women, boys, girls, everybody. And righteousness has come upon everyone. Isn't that good to know? But, but, but it won't come into you where it needs to be, and your lights won't get lit, your candles won't get lit, even though that righteous... In other words, we'll put it this way. God's following you around with a candle. Lighter. It was made available through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. This is a crude example, but you get what... He follows you around. And all he's waiting for a person to do is just repent, say, Jesus, come into my heart. And instant you do that, boom, your spirit is lit. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? And God is so good. I believe He follows people. He follows people right up to their last breath. Did you hear me? Right up to. But I tell you what. Don't wait till your last breath. Be smarter than that. You know, make a decision for Christ immediately if you haven't already. But but isn't this a good example? The Holy Ghost just follows people around, just waiting for Him to say, "Jesus, come into my heart." Boom! They're that quick. Just faster than I can click that on is how quick somebody can get saved. Miss hell, make heaven. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? And once, once our spirits get, get hooked back up to God, we, 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 our spirits are, are, are made alive unto God it's through the new birth. Remember, Jesus said you must be what? Born again. That's what that means, born again. Having your candles lit. Having your spirits hooked back up to the life of God. Once that happens, then notice in Matthew 5.14 what Jesus says about us. Once we get our candles lit, notice Matthew 5.14. He says, and he's speaking here to, to people that were following him. Ye are the what? Light of the world. And then notice verse 16. What does he say? Let your light so... Shine before men. Why? So that they may see the light of God in us and that they'll come to Jesus for themselves, you see. Isn't that wonderful? And once we, he said we're the light of the world, he said let your light shine before men. And then notice Mark, the 16th chapter and the 15th verse. Notice He said to them, speaking to those following him, those who have their candles lit, their spirits hooked back up to the life of God, believers, Christians, however you want to say it. Notice what he says to them. He said, you're the light of the world. Then notice in Mark 16, 15, he says, what? Go into all the world and preach the gospel. See, it's the gospel, the good news of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus that when somebody believes on him... They get their candles lit. See, we are all called to be, if we're a Christian, a tr- true Christian, you know what I mean by that, that we're born again, we know Jesus, we not just know about him, but we know him. We are all called to be candle lighters. Real loud, say, if, if you're born again, say, I am 
A candle lighter. Yeah, we're all candle lighters. We're supposed to go in all the world and tell people about Jesus. You know, now we all can't go to Africa. We all can't go to, 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 to Australia. But we can all go to Walmart or across the street or someplace like that. Is that right? And share Jesus. We're all called, what are we? We are candle lighters. And I don't mean you walk around. Don't take me out of context here and go buy one of these and start following people around. You know what I'm talking about. Share the good news of Jesus. You know, one of the best way, ways you can do that. A lot of people think that you've got to be preaching all the time. Well, you know what? You could just live right in front of somebody and they could see you've got joy and they could come ask you, why are you always happy when everybody else is sad? Did you hear me? How come you're always happy whenever? How come you don't ever talk bad about people? I mean, just, just living, living, now living holy in and of itself won't save you. Faith in Jesus saves you. But how many know, if you know when you get your candle lit, then you ought to live right. Is that right? And, and, and you may be the only epistle, you may be the only Bible anybody ever reads. So, so be a good version. Amen? Did you hear me? And when they ask you, why are you so happy? Why are you so full of joy? You can say, because Jesus lit my candle. And then you can, they'll say, what are you talking about? And then you can explain to them the gospel. Amen? So what are we? We are candle lighters. And so we're going to light the candles now. And this, this candlelight service is symbolic. Again, I've, I've kind of given you the illustration, but repetition is the seed of learning. God makes man... We'll just say that here's Adam. And he formed him from the dust of the ground. And there he is, lifeless in the garden of Eden. And then God breathes into him. And of course, God's always, he's always, you know, the Bible says God's a fire from the loins up and the loins down. Did you know that? God is light and in him is no darkness at all. We could study for an hour on that. So God's always, he's always going here. But now, now here you got Adam and, of course, Eve. But we'll just say Adam here. And God says, he says, of all the trees of the garden you may freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you'll not eat of it. For the day you eat thereof you'll surely die. And guess what? Adam, he ate. And when he ate, right? But then... God, see, then he, he promised Jesus, didn't he? And, of course, he remember Adam, he covered himself with fig leaves, didn't he? Him and Eve. And God brought him skins of animals. See, God used the blood of animals in the Old Testament to cover man's sin until he could get Jesus into the earth. And in the Old Testament, the people got saved by looking forward to the cross. How do we get saved here in, in the New Testament? By looking backward to the cross. But it's always been Jesus in the cross. So nonetheless, Adam, he had the uh, blood covenant and all, and so I believe he, I believe he made it. But, but nonetheless, God eventually sends Jesus into the earth, and here comes, now we'll just say, Pastor Terry. Let's switch this to Pastor Terry. So Pastor Terry's born as a little baby in 1963. How old does that make me now? Don't figure that out. <laughs> We'll give you some candy later, son. So as a baby, here I'm born, but guess what? I 
get to the age of accountability and I sin. Why do I sin? Because I'm a descendant of Adam and Eve. How many of you know we came down from Adam and Eve, not from monkeys swinging from trees? Is that right? Is that right? I taught junior high for a lot of years. I thought some of them might have come down from monkeys swinging from trees, but, but I'm just kidding. How many of you know that you know, it take more faith to believe in evolution than it does the Bible? Let's believe the Bible. But then guess what? Pastor Terry one day sinned. And Pastor Terry needed to be what? Born again. So one day Pastor Terry heard the gospel message and he repented. He said, Jesus, come into my heart. And guess what? When I did that, I got born again. Isn't that wonderful? But it doesn't stop there. Then I'm a candle lighter. And I'm supposed to go out into all the world and share the good news. And then when I share it with you, then you share it with somebody else. And when they, sh- and then they get saved, then they should share it with somebody else. I'm always amazed. If I had to go around the room lighting everybody's candle, it would take quite a bit of time. But I, I, it never ceases to amaze me if I just light a couple of people. And then they pass it on how quick this room gets lit. See, that's what God wants. He, he doesn't want just Pastor Terry telling people about Jesus. He wants all of us doing it. Amen? So stand with me as they turn out the lights. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come over here and I'm going to tell Paulette she needs to have her candle lit. And she's going to pass it on. And Karen's going to sing. When it comes to you, pass it to somebody else.